Cool, blimey, you've made the right choice today. Clicking that play button has just dropped you into the world FT lol. Basically, that means if you like a bit of banter, mixed with some facts and opinions, resulting into debate, then you, my friend, have found yourself a podcast for life. So welcome, enjoy, get involved in the socials and spread the word that you're now part of the FT lol family. Yes, boys. Another week, another podcast. Did you like the international break this week? Oh, the international break. Please. I don't want to hear that word again. Mate, it was dog shit. If you're an England fan, it was dog shit. Alex, what do you think? Depends where you're from, doesn't it? I mean, Scotland's had an absolute stormer of an international break. I think they've won three, haven't they? Um, I'm feeling six, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they've got to play Serbia, haven't they? And... um, they win that game, they get to the Euros for the first time in like twenty something years. Fuck so, me. Yeah, I think I think we, we must have been about four last time Scotland actually qualified for anything. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mad one. I, obviously being part of Scottish myself, I, I want it to happen. I saw the penalties the other day. Again, just some of the performances from that team is just dire, but they're scraping through, scraping through. But Jack, this week we're talking about windows, aren't we? Not the glass version. No, the transfer version. That's it. Uh, it's, it's still open, isn't it? The championship one. Uh, so we might get some Ben Ramas in pajamas news. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll just sort of say our piece on on how we think the window has gone and maybe what should have happened. Yeah. Um. I, well, Ben Ramas in pajamas. I think it's almost ninety-five percent. On that he's going to West Ham, Alex. Yeah, can you, yeah. Can you this? Well, I mean, it's West Ham at the end of the day. You can't really say anything until mm-hmm. the, the deal was actually done. And you know, will you be going to bed tonight? You know, um, after it's signed, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> stupid the way in which we we do things. But if we can get Ben Rama, I still like Josh King. Um, but that might go down to the wire. But you know, yeah. it's um, very silly at the end of the day because we sold Dan Garner for AC million um, and we've now got to replace him because we got rid of Anderson to Porto on loan. We'll get on to that, we'll get on to that. But <laughs> as a, what's his name, Gold or Sullivan, which one of them puts the tweet out and says go to bed or don't go to bed? Is it, oh, no, it's uh, David Gold. Yeah, he, he likes yeah. to. Um, I mean, about None of those uh, tweets, none of those <laughs> tweets today? Um, not yet, not yet. So um, I'm waiting, just waiting. <laughs> I don't think he knew how to use a computer, David Gold. Do you know what? I think he's gone off that now. I mean, he, he likes to um, piss off West Ham fans. Instead of like announcing signings, he likes to um, announce who's left. And he done it with Wilshire, he done it with Cullen, he done it <laughs> with Anderson, you know. On that he, point on the Twitter, though, have you seen the Fulham owner? The Mark oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the one who's a bit mental there. Yeah, but at least, at least at the end of the day, I mean, at least he's come out and said what the fans think. You know, we, we've we've felt that about Golden Sullivan, but you'll never see them ever ever come out and publicly, you know, take blame for anything. They'll blame just, everyone else. Is someone just explain what the Fulham owner did? So the, the Fulham, well, uh, the one I've seen, he basically said we need we need one or two centre backs, and we've been trying in the market, and we can't get them basically. 
which eight. I mean, yeah, it's good to keep him up to date, but then it's, it's putting you in a bad position of like a position of weakness, really. Never show your cards, do you? <laughs> no, but this is the thing. I mean, Gordon Sullivan does all the time. Um, however, for some reason with them, it seems to work. I mean, you get the likes of Jim White and you get the likes of, you know, um, who's the other guy? Uh, the one used to Simon Jordan. You know, oh, yeah. for some reason, a lot of these people seem to back them. You know, like a lot of things at the moment with the Palace fans is like, you know, we're getting Ben Rahm for 25 million and they're saying, like, what's, what's the problem with your club? Why, why are your owners so bad? It's not because of the money, you know. I mean, if you look over the last five years, Palace have actually spent more money than West Ham. What it is at the end of the day is like, if we didn't, if we didn't go up in in uproar, we won't sign these players. He he would get away with not signing a single player. So the fans have to, you know, stand up and have to. Act, and for other people, especially like Talksport and stuff like that, they make West Ham fans out to be complete cunts, but we're not. Is that no? I'm saying we have to physically stand up for our own club. And you should well, have to, you've got an owner who's supposed to sport the football club. Listen, listen. <laughs> we haven't started the Golden Sullivan rant podcast yet. But <laughs> when we do, and when you get your weekly segment, we will start that. But you can do that at the end of this podcast. What we will do, <laughs> the time being, we will go on a positive note. We'll start on a positive note, lads. So the first segment, I suppose, of this podcast is who won the transfer window? So what club did the best? And I suppose the way we're going to summarise this is pull off the best... best <laughs> well, you, you could say that, yeah. I'll I, I move my two pence in a second. But whether they whether they pulled off the best deals. So it could be... Yeah. Uh, you, you could see Chelsea as maybe not pulling off the best deals, potentially. You may think Havertz is overrated or something like that. So um, I'll, I'll put this out to you, Jack, first. Who do you it's think... A, yeah, so it's who, a tough one because there's a, way, there's a way of looking at it as though who's got the best... Uh, bang for their buck but I think I've just done it simple and been who's improved the most and done really smart business at the same time Mm. so there's two teams there's so there's Villa that have improved but I think they've overpaid as they often do for players although they've had some smart smart signings but the the team that I think have, have won the transfer window is Everton yeah so I mean their midfield last year was terrible. It had it had sort of no bite and also no goals in it. They were just, you know, as people like Andre Gomez, Tom Davis. Now they've got Allen in there, one of the best ball winners in Europe last year. Decoure, you know, he could have gone to a top six team, box to box. And then everyone knows about Hammers under Carlo Ancelotti. That's a cheat code. So that, that midfield <laughs> three now is is up there with the best in the league when... I think, you know, last year they were probably one of the worst midfielders in the league. Fingers yeah, of Everton. So. Yeah, fingers of Everton. They tend to, they used to anyway, by names, didn't they? they so Sigurdsson being one of them. On paper, they would have looked okay um, previously. Yeah. But they just flop. But this year, they seem to have got the right balance. And Well, Ancelotti's uh, he's managed Allen and he's managed uh, James as well. And I think this is this is a team that's being built for him. Yeah. Whereas before they, yeah, they were just getting players and spending them. And I mean, I, I think I'm not his biggest fan, but Ben Godfrey could prove to be a good player as well. Yeah. I yeah. think he improved Evans back four. That should have done. I mean, I don't really rate Mina or Keane. I mean, I've never rated Keane personally, especially after the other night. 
but Southgate does. Yeah, it's weird that one, but um, yeah, they've they've had and even the outgoings. I mean, Walcott's on big wages. I think he's gone out on loan, so they'll they'll get a fee for him. Moyes Keane, Schneiderlin, Schneiderlin. Yeah, they they've just got people out there on big big wages that are not gonna are not gonna contribute this year. So yeah, I think they've done some good business. And your other shout was Aston Villa, just based on players. Yeah, I mean to be fair, that it might be worth the money because like. I, I predicted them to go down. I think maybe at least one of you two did as well. And then they made a load of signings. Um, Emmy Martinez is a quality pickup, and that's yeah. at a good price. Oli Watkins, yes, he scored. He scored two or three against Liverpool. Yeah, it's still early days. I still think they've paid quite a lot of money there. But do you know what? They needed goals. Um, and then Ross Bartley on loan again. That's a lot of money. For a loan signing, I think it was like eleven million, but he looks to be doing the the job with Villa, um, and he he sort of might suit that that sort of counter attacking style uh, that they've got going on with Grealish. So if it, if they stay up, then they've already paid their transfer fee in the one year because I think they would have gone down with all that. So they're they're up there as well. Yeah, gotcha. I mean. The ex-Chelsea boy as well, Bertrand Traore, was a player at Chelsea. But um, Yeah, that's one I'm not... I don't really know what's I don't know how much going they... on there. Cause he's... Well, it screams like Adama Traore all over again. You know, when they used to have him before he went to Middlesbrough and then to Wolves. You know, they're getting like a raw player who could be good, who might not be good, do you know what I mean? Yeah. One of the fit for the club. Yeah, and they paid about 20-odd million. So again, they've not got a great deal there, but they've got a lot of goals in the side now. Loads. Whereas before... I mean, they only had Grealish, really, or or scoring from corners. But now, yeah, they they look they look a lot better. Alex, I know you got to go soon because uh, yeah. you've got to do some business with Golden Sullivan. But <laughs> can you? Uh, ben Rama, don't wait for no one, mate. <laughs> so it's going to be a ten minute deal. Once Alex gets in there, Ben Rama will be signed. But um, Alex, quickly, while we're on this question, who are your transfer window winners? Um, like I said, I mean, I probably would put Chelsea there. Um, there's a couple of like honourable mentions, probably Aston Villa. Um, the one one thing I will say about Aston Villa, although they've improved their squad, they still lack defensively. I mean, I think last season they conceded, they were up there with West Ham in goals conceded, and I don't think they've actually improved that. I mean, they they're scoring. Well, they they have got a keeper, haven't they? But yeah, nothing is very exciting, but. I still think at some point it's going to backfire on them. I mean, I don't think... It's the same with Chelsea as well, if you want me to be honest. I don't think they've necessarily helped defensively. I mean, Thiago Silva, a 36-year-old, who spent the last like six, seven years playing in the French League, so basically semi-retirement, to come out of that to go straight into the Premier League, it's a tall order to ask him to do that for 38 games in the season in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aston Villa, Barkley's a great player, but 11 million for a loan fee, I don't see that as good business. I mean, if it was 11 million with you all sign them at the end of the season for like a, maybe like an extra like 5 million, that makes sense. But because it's just a straight up 11 million for a loan, if I was Chelsea, I'd, I'd be licking my lips at that. We're going for 15. She's a miracle worker. Honestly, Joe, I don't know how she does. I'll go on to mine. Alex has popped off quickly. Uh, to get that Ben Rama deal signed and secured. For me, I agree with you with Everton. 
I think they were they've done absolutely wonders in the, in the transfer market. I think what they've done is back to manager that's likely to push them on. I think top four potentially now. Um, the way the season's looking, maybe at a push. So definitely Europe, Europe spots, um, as in top six. So I think with that, you know, Evan are my leaders alongside obviously Chelsea. Now people talk about Chelsea not having a transfer window last year and it being a ma- major thing, um, and it was. But you know, Lampard, like I said in, in the Chelsea podcast, he's got those players in the academy playing to such a level where. They, they're basically a top four team, which helped really Lampard in the market because he doesn't need to go in and buy some more players for squad depth, which means we could put more money into the better players. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the likes of, and look, Alex is right, with defence at Chelsea, we still need to reassure that up. And I think that's why we're still linked with the likes of Jimenez um, at the back probably January or next summer but I don't think your defence is to be that bad it's, it's the, the keeper situation I think that's that's yeah. a bigger deal but it, I don't think it's that too I don't think it's too bad I think he's right though we need one more and I think you know Rudiger Rudiger was the key thing at the end of the transfer window where if he went I think we would have got Rice in and Rice I think the way Lampard sees it he could have played centre back um, but just obviously to list the Chelsea players if you was playing FIFA or you know whatnot, you'd be putting these in your team. It's it's the balance of whether these players are individual or can they play in a team. So Timo Werner, I think if he can get scoring, obviously Jack, we spoke about this in the FPL uh, podcast. It, it's it's a cussable one where we don't know whether he can produce those goals. Could will he be the next Morata or will he start kicking off? Um, the guy that's going to help him is obviously our major signing which is uh, Kai Havertz um, Marina again she's got all these prices down I mean he was rated at 100 million or 120 million at the start of I think April and the likes of uh, Man United Arsenal Man City Real Madrid were after him and we've managed to get that deal over the line and we got him for something stupid like 72 or something 72 million euros how she's managed to do that I don't know um, ben Chilwell. Now, this is one people are giving Chelsea stick for. I think that that one there, I believe, will be a bargain in years to come. It'll be similar to the Raheem. You know, I think they should have done what? Uh, with that. They should have signed French-speaking left-back <laughs> so that he can communicate with the back four. <laughs> he might be able to speak French, you never know. He might have been learning in the international break when he wasn't playing. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's going to struggle there. But Kurt Zuma can, can, you know, translate for him. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the major thing was the keeper. Um, and it's yet to be seen. I think, judging by the penalty save against Spurs, which was zero, he's definitely not a penalty saver. Um, but he seems commanding in his box. So it's something that we needed. And obviously, Thiago Silva on a free is a bargain. But yeah, I'll go into Chelsea a bit more when, when it's, um, we discuss our clubs. But I think Chelsea had a decent window alongside Everton. The other one would be, for me, is Tottenham. Now, you may disagree, boys, but I think Tottenham have really strengthened some, some of the places they were... Well, I mean, I called I called Doherty as probably the, the signing of this, the season on the predictions. Um, I mean, he's not even playing at the moment, but, yeah, that, that to me, looks like a bargain, anyway, based on what he did at Wolves. Yeah. 
He is he's a bargain. I think he's he's a fantastic player. Someone that will show up that team and Mourinho will get the best out of him, a hundred percent. Then they've got Hoyberg from Southampton who looked looked the business, um, to be honest. Uh Regulion seems to settle in. I know it's a loan fee and I don't know how much that is, um, to be honest. But again, a player that was linked to a load of clubs mm. um and he ended up going to Spurs and the main one being Gareth Bale. That's yet. To I think be he's seen. had an impact already, even though he's not got on the pitch yet. Why would you think that? Just as soon as his signing was announced, Tottenham just there was like a feel-good factor at the club, and they they just started playing better and winning. Yeah, I think the best thing with Tottenham, what they've actually done this window, is actually get another striker. Um, I think his name's Vinicius something. Yeah, I mean he was one of the top scorers in Portugal last year. I know, yeah, and to get him on a loan deal as well which I think is actually a great bit of business, something they haven't had for the last couple of years. Yeah. If you're looking at a window from Tottenham, would always be getting a backup striker for Kane represents a good window as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So one one club we didn't mention who, again, I predicted to get relegated and then they signed a load of players um, is, is Newcastle, who, I mean, they've got Callum Wilson in, Premier League proven. Yeah. Jamal Lewis. I think the best out of all those Norwich assets. Yeah. Um, and I think they'd already got Jeff Hendrick in, but I, I didn't realise too recently. But he's a quality player as well. He's done all right. Didn't he, this and Ryan Fraser on a free well, too. I mean, that's yeah. that's not bad. I mean, what, what they've done is they've just done for Premier League quality players, which if you want to stay in the Premier League, then that's what you do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, they've, they've had a great window as far as I'm concerned anyway. So yeah, I mean, the clubs that we've named done exceptionally well I may take Chelsea out hear me out they look name name wise it looks great right but in terms of the transfer window overall if you're looking at getting rid of players right so they did get rid of Bakayoko Barkley look, look it's Chelsea we have shit loads of players but they still ended up with Emerson Alonso Rudiger that, that was the main even Kepa as well I mean it would be hard to get rid of Kepa but those are the main people we wanted to get rid of. Um, mm. And again, those players are on a massive wage bill as well. So just trying to get rid of those players. We did have offers on the table. We just didn't take them up. I think it was being a bit too green. That's Marina and she's good at it. Um, just not this time. So are we content to go with Everton on this one? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, one, one thing I'd say probably on Everton as well. I mean, historically, they're a lot like West Ham where <clears throat> they buy players for the sake of buying players whether they fit into the structure or the system that they want to play is irrelevant. Um, for years, they were doing it. Same with what we do now. We we buy a player because he's worth 30 million, pop him in and just expect him to be able to do the things that he used to do at his other club. Um, but this season, Everton have a clear uh, strategy, have a great manager and the manager is buying the players. Yeah. So, and, it, and results are showing. Um, so you can't say anything other than probably Everton have had the best window. So Everton locked in. Right, now we're going to flip side. Biggest losers yeah. of the transfer window. I mean, there's some contenders here. It's harder, here. I think. I don't know. I think that if you look at if you look at some of the players, or teams that people bought. I think for me, the one to stand out one for me is Fulham. I don't. I, none I don't of those. Think it's that. I no, don't have think... you have you not seen Fulham's deadline day deals? I, I would have said Fulham as well, but on deadline they managed to get uh, Adam Olam Lookman. Yeah, and uh, they did get half as well, weren't they? Yeah, they got um, 
someone off Man City, I think, for a couple of mil, but he probably will start for that Fulham team. But this um, is what yeah, I mean. don't, don't get me wrong, they're not great. The thing with Fulham is, and I think they're doing what Norwich did last year, not spending any money. They're almost um, you know, resigned to the fact that they're going to get relegated, so they don't yeah. want to spend a lot of money. They got lost to Cheekin, didn't they, as well? Yeah, which I think they did last time. However, what they're doing is by not spending money, but they don't realise that they've, that they've got the same squad as as the one that got relegated. Yeah. Like, that You can't just go into the Premier League with that mentality like Norwich where, OK, we play decent football, well, that'll be enough. It's not going to be enough, unfortunately. No, yeah. they, they have signed some, some poor players, actually. I mean, I uh, none of them stand out for me at all. I mean... The PSG Areola, whatever his name is, which is a nipple. I think that's what it is, isn't it? He's probably like the main one that stands out just because of his name. The rest of them... Just because of the name, though. I, I don't think yeah. he's actually any good. Lamina. I think they've, they've not spent a lot of money, to be fair. They've just... Um, yeah, I, I think they know they're going down. Yeah, they yeah. could have spent less, couldn't they, really? That's yeah. the thing. I mean, when you've when you got like... Well, Who is it? Centre-half, that Hector and um, Tim Ream. I mean... They're not Premier League quality, man. <laughs> you know? No. You know? just lost the problems. Yeah. So, who else are we thinking? So, for me, I've picked uh, Wolves because... So, they've actually spent one million net like net money. They've, they've spent one million more than they've lost. Uh, got in, sorry. And they've, they've lost Jota and Doherty, who are the, probably their second and third best player. And they've also uh, let Vanaga go out on loan. And in that five at the back, he's quite a good wing back because Johnny's injured now. So they've not, you know, they've they've got worse and they've actually paid money. I mean, Samada at 30 million. Every time I've seen Barcelona fans talk about him on Twitter and stuff, they say he's one of the worst yeah. worst players they've ever had. And, and they got <laughs> and they got an 18-yard 40 million. He scored about five goals in in the Portuguese yeah. league, so it doesn't. It, it, it looks like he's fresh out of the school, doesn't he? <laughs> that Fabio. Yeah. Shot. I mean, he's got like fucking um, teenage spots and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, that's a good shout. I mean, Wolves. They just want to be Portugal, but um, they, I don't think they needed to buy and sell. I don't. I think they could have. What might have happened though? Yeah. What might have happened is. Um, you know when these clubs get run by agents yeah, and they get these good deals thrown at them? Because, I mean, Wolves have had some great deals. They got Rui Patricio for peanuts a couple of years ago. They managed to get Ruben Neves to go to the championship. They got Jan Matunio for either a free or a couple of million. So I guess the way that the agents work, you're bound to have to overpay for stuff if you get these players. Um, in for, for cheap as well but yeah, yeah what they've done doesn't make any sense they bought a, a right back off Liverpool as part of the Jota deal for 10 million so they paid 10 million for a backup right back <laughs> it just doesn't yeah, make um, any sense well the thing is with Jota I mean he was the one that linked um, the midfield to Jimenez the reason yeah. why so potent and when they let him go for 36 million and didn't replace him I mean I even knew at the time that I mean, he was the only thing that literally makes full tip. So if you take him out of the way, I mean, I know Neto's played well quite um, this season, but you're still missing that that link. You know, They're going to struggle, aren't they, this year? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be 
as high flying as, as they was previously. And I mean, even um, they sold Helder Costa to Leeds. They got a decent fee for him, but if they're selling Jota, he might have been a nice replacement because I, I think Costa scored a couple of goals for Leeds already. So he's, yeah, he has. Yeah, you know, he started well there, and that's just that's just someone they're staring at that they could have could have kept yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I, th- I think you touched on a good point there. Where basically, I mean, if the agent is involved in the day-to-day running of the football club, which we all knew Wolves was, you know, that um, George Mendes, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, even even when you, like you say, you're getting Diego Jossa to go from Atletico Madrid to the Wolves in the Championship, you're getting Ruben Neves to leave Porto to go to the Wolves in the Championship. At some point, that's going to backfire on you. Mm. Yeah. You know, these people are agents. They're there to make money. They're not there for the, the good of Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. They're just, it's all about the money. And saying that, I'm going to go with. I've got two other suggestions, two big clubs. And the reason why I'm putting these in, um, well, I'm not putting one of them in because I saved myself on the last day. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about. The other club, I think, has to go in because of the stature of the club and where they're supposed to be in, in the Premier League <clears throat> and world football. So, my first one, who won't be going in, but were very close, was Arsenal. Personally, signing William on, on those wages. And that length of contract, a, a bit of a mare, and you'll see it as an Arsenal fan going forward. It's not the right deal. Um, and then, for a long while, you didn't know whether you was going to get this hour, and you were generally thinking, from what I was seeing, it looked like it was a nailed-on uh, transfer, and it didn't happen. It just, on the last few days, it just didn't happen. And I think that's what pushed you, your club, into getting party on the last day. Again, I, that's I think that's what saved you because really, you've got Gabriel who who was a, a good buy and I think you fought off against the likes of Man United for that one, so that was a good buy. Willian, like I said, wasn't. Other than that, you only got Sabias who was there Back last year, yeah. and then the rest of them. I, I, I seriously don't understand this one. Cedric Soares again, he was back back again. Oh, he's uh, a free transfer. I, th- I think that's an agent thing as well. To be so honest, so yeah, that's what I was saying. So. <laughs> Then all, all summer you was linked with the likes of Felipe Anderson, who we made a joke about on the last the few few podcasts ago. Um, yeah. And then there was other things like Oscar from from China coming back, and you know it's just it was funny to see all those rumours because you just knew the agent was putting it out there. And you know if probably if Arsenal took the bait on some of them, you could have ended up with some terrible buyers. Luckily, you didn't. Yeah. And, and you end up with Partey, who is a Champions League player. Look like he will make a difference to your club. So you didn't make it, but you was very close. But you saved yourself in the last couple of days. Got rid of some some Deadwood, really, didn't you? Well, this yeah, is yeah. where I, I don't think I think we did all right buying, but selling I don't think we did well at all. Because Terrera, there was talk of getting twenty odd million for him from a few Italian clubs, mm. but we've ended up him sending him online. Like we could have got a fee for him. Same with Guendouzi. Like, there there oh, was a couple of teams that wanted Guendouzi, but now we've loaned him and yeah, I think, I think for hardly any money. PSG were interested in Guendouzi. We were trying and to sell him to Leon to get our, but PSG wanted him. So I, I don't know why we didn't negotiate a fee there. Torreira, I don't know why we even let Atleti have Torreira. Um, after they get a party deal. No, because the party deal, we paid the full buyout clause. It was nothing to do with Atleti. They didn't want to sell us party. Oh, so, um, yeah. and, now, and yet we've given them a replacement. And, and Mkhitaryan, he's gone for nothing. 
we terminated his contract. Roma probably would have paid us a couple of million. It's better than nothing. Oh, I think we could have. Yeah. yeah, but that's our problem a lot of the time, is the selling of players, not necessarily the buying of players. Yeah, you, you are known. I mean, I think Martinez, even though it might turn out not to look like a great deal, I think getting 30 million for a backup keeper, was it around 30 million? No, we didn't get that much. How much did you get? It was about 20 million euros, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, forget that then. He is a top keeper. But my second shout, and it has to be, like I said, it's because the states of the club, Man United, have absolutely flopped this transfer window. I don't know if you guys agree, but putting yeah, all your eggs in yeah. one basket for Sancho, yeah. and, you know, it was just a back and forth with, with Dortmund saying... You know, Dortmund's like, here's a deadline. If you don't hit this deadline with the fee that we want, then you stay in. And then Man United trying to bluff that until the last day and try to hold, hold out thinking Dortmund will be like, OK, we'll accept your offer. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Man United have, have literally fallen from the grace of where they was. They've, they're not the same club. And I can see them. I said it previously. I think the way Arsenal was or has been, and I think Man United are going to be that club because... Their buying scheme, the way they're running their club at the moment, is absolutely terrible. Those deadline deals of Cavani, who's passed it completely. They again, they got Engalo on loan. Done fuck all last year. Van der Beek, that seemed like a steal, but they're not playing him. Tellers, I genuinely think this Tellers bloke. Everyone was hyping him up. Chelsea didn't go after him, right? Obviously, you see on the social media, oh, we should go for Tellers. Blah blah. He's got this many goals, this many assists. Blah blah. blah. There's a reason why these clubs and a he lot takes of clubs penalties as well. That's yeah, probably why he's got so many goals. But yeah, the reason, reason why these clubs, all of them, didn't go for him because he, at least one of the top clubs, uh, obviously Man United, the last day, but could have got him previously. So it was a panic Chelsea, buy, wasn't it? Yeah, because Chelsea got left back. We got Chilwell, Leicester could have got him. They didn't get him. Bloody Tottenham Spurs, got Goulon. Um, so there's there's so many clubs that could have got a, a left back, but Man United ended up with him. I generally think he is going to be one of those players that the names. He's just not going. He's not going to do well in the Premier League. He's going to be pushed too far forward, and he's going to for an already leaky defence. I think he's going to cause Man United more problems generally. Um, no, I gonna, agree. Did you yeah, watch um, last season Europa League? I think they played Rangers, and I think Rangers beat Porto. And um, I, I'm pretty sure it was that game, and I'm pretty sure it was Tellez, and he was just getting absolutely bullied by Rangers. You know, what I mean, uh, a British team, very physical, but don't play the Portuguese slash Brazilian way in which he's used to. So, I don't see him coming into having an instant impact. You know, um, at all because he's got he's got to go straight in, be better than Luke Shaw. I just don't think he is. <laughs> it's all well good to take a penalty, but. Can he defend? Can he? Has he got the strength? I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does. I think he's um, he'd be out of his depth. He'd be out of his depth definitely. But we'll see. So, so are we saying Wolves, Man United, and Fulham are our contenders for? Yeah. Worst transfer. Yeah, I I, I didn't say United because I thought um, someone would say them as the obvious I mean, choice. But I uh, I thought one of you might say <laughs> West, West Ham. Um, <laughs> I was leaving it for you, mate. Go on. <laughs> Well, yeah. I well, mean, does the C does the C check deal count as as this window? Because I mean, good deal. well, yeah. I mean, we paid a four million loan fee up front. The fee was fourteen million, so we've paid ten million. So, okay, you can call that a steal. But um, 
I mean, uh, you got, there's a couple of obviously mentions you've got to say Burnley are in the league of their own because, I mean, if Josh Brownhill at £8 million is still your record signing, then, you know, you've got problems there. Um, but if you're talking about the size of the club, the fans of the club, and what the club means, I, I would say West Ham's had probably the worst transfer window out of every single club in the Premier League. Oh, West Ham. If you're talking about Suchek, we paid half his loan fee last season. Kufal looks like a decent player, but that five million fee is getting paid over three installments of one point five million. <laughs> we sold, sold two academy players in Josh Cullen and Dean Garner. We've let Felipe Anderson go out on loan to Porto. Um and we spent all summer trying to get a centre half and we're not even gonna get a centre half, we've got Craig Dawson, who's who's gone in as fourth choice centre half at West Ham. Um we're now literally Raid in the championship on domestic deadline day to try and get Ben Rama. Who did you get the deal done? Yeah, it's still, still ongoing. The medical still ongoing. Um, oh, no. talk oh, about getting, getting would have sorted it by now. Yeah. Yeah, if you're, you if you're personally, as a Premier League football club trying to get better, you shouldn't put all your eggs in the domestic deadline day. You know, we should have been, you know, we spent all summer with about 13 cent and a half all linked with the club, but. Sullivan coming out and saying that we can't spend thirty million on one player. Ben Rahm was costing twenty five with five million add-ons. <laughs> you know, and it, it's just constant lies. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I wouldn't mind if they just came out and said we don't have money for this reason. Okay, cool. But the very fact is, at the end of the day, it's just constant lies saying that we can't do this, we can't do that, and then you just go and do it. <laughs> and then above all, you just make West Ham fans like absolute mugs. And if I'm saying, I mean. It's, Sometimes the transfer window isn't about what play you get, or you know, it's, it's about the owners being translucent with the fans and saying, "Okay, this is the case." Yeah. You know, do but they don't. They just constantly lie to your face. You know, I think that last point you make just puts them. Yeah, it does put them right up there. Well, you think about it. We we played Newcastle opening game of the season. We lost two 0 and it, it's fucked when you really turn around and say that when you're playing Newcastle. Mike Ashley isn't the worst owner in that box. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's coming from my own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want me to be honest, I'd probably say Burnley still, because the very fact is, at the end of the day, it's a very well-run football club. Um, maybe too well, when at some point it's going to be a lot like Bournemouth, where you're going to run out of your luck. Your luck's going to run out. Mm. And maybe that might be this season with Burnley. Which is a shame because they're very well won football clubs, you know. But I think the crowds really help Burnley as well, and yeah. you know they're not going to have them for a bit. Mm. But again, what you're saying with Fulham and stuff like—I mean, they've still, you know, their owner came out and said this is not good enough, but he still tried to do something. I think they brought in um, the Taris Congolo, uh, whatever his name is, from Huddersfield. I mean, he's another Dutch international, but they've tried. The, you know, with with Golden Solomon, they come out and say their their famous thing is we tried, we put like a spread across six years <laughs> for a play, and then they, they get rejected. They turn around and say we tried. At least they were, actually came out and said that this isn't good enough. This is what we're going to try and do, and they've actually tried to do it. Maybe they didn't get the players that they should have got, but at least they've gone and done it. It's the same with Mike Ashley. He doesn't want to run that football club. However, they want a player. They'll go and get that player. That's the difference between all of the clubs in the Premier League and West Ham. The Golden Sullivan Shot. What made me laugh on your little run there? You said the word translucent. Adjective. Allowing light, but 
but not detailed shapes to pass through. Semi-transparent. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now a little bit. So, so they are, they are doing what you're saying. Um, but I think you make a good point with uh, West Ham. And I, 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 when we get on to West Ham, I think you're going to make a very good point. Probably repeat a few things and a couple of swear words in the middle of that. But I think you're right. I think they are... It depends on what they do today and whether you did get the Ben Rama do over the line. But you know, this is because the fans are on their back. You know, like you look at the two hundred million pounds spend. You know, Yarmolenko, Anderson, and stuff like that, and Haller. Sorry, that's only because we had to run on the pitch on Burnley. You know, <laughs> right now, if if West Ham fans weren't in uproar, you know, we wouldn't be buying Ben Rama. No, we wouldn't be buying Josh King. No, we wouldn't be buying no one. Because in Golden Solomon's eyes, West Ham's good enough for top six. In the current squad they've got, it's only because that the fans are getting on their back that they actually turn around and say, "Okay, well, let's go and spend a bit of money." But what other fans don't realise is that we have to do this for them to even spend a little bit of their own money to make the club better, to make the club worth more. So if they were to sell it, they'd get more. You know, and this is this is the biggest thing with us. We just don't get it because how can you run run a business? You're a billionaire in yourself, so you must have some sort of business brain. How can it be that one you you value West Ham at 800 million without owning the stadium, but you do your best to try and fuck up absolutely anything good we've got going. And it's happened for 10 years. We we, if we have a good manager and good players, they'll come out and say something fucking stupid, which will put West Ham right back down again. If we're having a really bad season, they'll come out and blame the manager from the previous ownership. The very fact is, at the end of the day, you've got to take into account they've been there for 10 years. They've signed 45, over 45 fucking strikers. I mean, Solomon likes to, he, he owns a football club. But he, he seems to think he's playing football manager. He generally does. You know, he, he scouts his own players. He buys his own players. And the problem is, he's not very good at it. You run that football club. You don't buy players. You know, you're not the manager. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for West Ham United as the biggest losers, I think. And, yeah, uh, I think. I think you've uh, <laughs> made a point. Made a very strong point. Yeah. You I'm not sure you won't say that. I mean, we've got <laughs> Another episode, but yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to go for a golden Sunderland episode. You can do it every week. You have your own segment, honestly. You can go on for it. Um, so, yeah, we're going West Ham, but um, I, I want to put a little side note. Man United, in terms of structure, should also be there. Um, right, signing of the window. We, it would have been Declan Rice for Chelsea for me. But we won't go <laughs> into that. You guys ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to go with Chelsea. done a, 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 one, a great deal in terms of ZH. I don't know, there's something about him. I feel like he's going to blow up the Premier League. Um, and I think it was only 38 million euros along those lines. For someone that world-class, Champions League proven, for me, deserves to be in that spot. Um, so, how about someone that was 38 million cheaper than that? Free. <laughs> James Rodriguez. Well, he was free. He was a free transfer, yeah. Piss off, he was free. Yeah. Why have I not known this? Madrid, Madrid wanted him out that bad. Fuck me. Okay, yeah. He doesn't get on with Zidane. There's no debate. Suarez was apparently four million or something like that. There's no, there's no debate there. Then uh, we can end that bit right now. James Rodriguez is was the sign of the summer. Definitely. Yeah. Cool, blimey, that's that's unreal. What a sign him. All right, we'll move on to the next one then. Complete final opposite. The flop. The worst deal of the summer. Well, I, I, I've got a name, but I don't know if that's going to be straight up. But I mean, it's probably after today, and all the Perth fans pissing me off. But I was going to say easy. 
Um, I think with Palace, he's not a bad player. But what they've done is they've, they're relying on an England under-21 international to be their best player this season. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> you can see it in the first couple of games is that he's trying to get in. He's a decent player and all. But, you know, they, for some reason, they, they, they're they starting to, uh, to think that this guy's going to get him wins and he's going to get him goals and assists. And it's like, maybe next season, but you're putting all your eggs in one basket. That's why I'm going to say he's going to be probably... Yeah, probably would be the worst sign of the season. Not because he's a bad player, but because of the pressure in which that the fans are going to put under him. I don't know. I think, yeah. I, I think he's a natural replacement. Well, personally, I think they are planning a natural replacement for Zaha, aren't they? You've got two players in the same position. If Zaha's not going to leave, then is he going to have the impact that Palace fans expect from him in this season? I don't think he will. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah maybe. He's, he's not... I don't know. I think... How much was he? Was he, what, 30-odd mil? Or no, he weren't. He weren't. He weren't that much. I don't think. No, um, twenty. I think it was I twenty. Think... Um, but yeah, twenty million for a QBR player. That nine goals. He's a decent player. I'm not going to say he's not because West Ham wanted him. Um, and if he came to West Ham, I'd probably support him more than I'm criticising now. But I don't know. If, if you're relying on one person, it's historically, Palace as well, and they've got Ben Teke who's supposed to get the goals. You know, and never did. You're relying on one young player who's never played Premier League football in your in his life. To be the main player this season, it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, fair they have kept, they have kept what they've done with Zaha now. Though, they've put him up front, haven't they? So they've sort of got. I suppose as he just gets to play wherever he wants now, behind left, right, attacking mid, wherever now. Because I think they've just put Zaha up front because Benteke doesn't get the goals. But yeah, I know Tom was saying that he um he he thought it was a good signing and stuff. I I've not really seen. I didn't see much of him at QPR. I, I sort of heard very mixed things. I, my initial thought was just, oh, he's, I know he's a championship English football, but I just thought he'd be getting bullied in the Premier League because of his size. But yeah. He does look like he's quite built, doesn't he? But, you know, and maybe in the championship where you've got a fast reaction, helps you out. But you're in the Premier League now where everything's so quick. Everyone is so quick. You've got to be better than them, and it's going to take a while. I'm not going to say he's going to be a flop, but it's going to take a while for him to become this main player. I mean, if you're spending 20 million on one player and he's your marquee signing, you want him to be hitting the ground running. I just don't see it happening. Okay, that's your shout, Jack. So yeah, just... I've got I've got one one for a, a buy and one for a sale. Okay, All so right. the buy is it's a similar situation to Eze actually. Uh, it's Rian Brewster. Um, quite a bit wasn't it they've dropped 20 odd, 20 odd million on him there's no there's no sort of guarantee that he's going to get goals at all especially in in a team like Sheffield United as well like from what I understand of Brewster he he doesn't necessarily make his own goals he's like a good quite a good finisher but they're not a very creative team like they, they need someone to kind of make their own goals I think and yeah, I can't see him getting more than like five goals this season. To be honest, I mean that, you know, that that could be a bit, a bit of a embarrassing statement at the end of the year when he's getting twenty <laughs> goals. But I just can't see it. And for for twenty odd million, and you and in this market as well, twenty odd million is more like thirty million last year because of because yeah. of COVID and that people have got less money. So that's that's a lot of money. Um, they could have got. They could have got a lot of proven strike. They could have got Callum Wilson for less than that. Uh, you know, he 
he sort of guarantees your goals. Brewster doesn't. But for Sale, um, I mean, Alex might kick off again on this one, but I think <laughs> the Sale of Grady Dean Garner is just insane, really. Because at the time, I guess I guess West Ham would have thought maybe they're they're in a little bit of a relegation battle. They've just given West Brom like their best or second best player back um, to to a direct rival, really. For what was it, eighteen million? I think that's even maybe with some of the fees on. That's so, with the add-ons. Some of these add-ons are stupid. Like he's got to play for England. Wave at West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, he's gone for like at least five if not ten less than Ryan Brewster um, and Grady's done it for a full season in the championship Brewster did it for about ten games uh, and and just the, the fallout of how it made the players feel and how it got more hate on Golden Sullivan and stuff it's just just a terrible sale really well the problem is he didn't want to leave you know like most time you find West Ham look at Pyatt or an out of it they wanted to leave they done absolutely everything they could to want to leave. Um, and that pissed off, obviously, West Ham fans. But Dean Garner wanted to stay. He openly came out and said he wanted to stay. Um, Allah was talking about how he's going to assist him all next season. This is your £45 million striker who flopped first season. He's saying that this guy is going to make sure that I get goals. You know, it, 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 it beggars belief, but it is West Ham for you. It is generally like, you know, when you had like Drogba or Lampard selling one of them. Purely and simply because you're like, okay, we got this money, we can go and reinvest it. Not going to reinvest. Are you comparing <laughs> Grady to bloody Drogba? <laughs> oh, I'm not using it from a couple of years. See in a couple of years. Yeah, say yeah. say like uh, a Terry for example came from your academy, even though you came from West Ham first. Oh, mate, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that you got like John Terry. <laughs> so you trade him in, and you're you go and get like a. Uh, a 29-year-old Michael Sylvester <laughs> to replace him. Yeah, nice. And you're talking about, wait, we got a great deal from that. You know what I mean? Well, no, you haven't. Like, ridiculous. ridiculous. Especially when you call yourself the Academy of Football. You're not, you're just the Academy of Selling Your Is that what they call themselves? Well, no, historically we are, man. Like, you know what I mean? Previously, name, back in the day. Not, yeah, the Academy of Football, man. That's what, it, the name is literally on the whole of the youth team bit and uh, even at the stadium you've got a whole thing that says the academy of football because we are but yeah. we, we develop players and we just sell them nowadays and these are coming from West Ham fans apparently who own the club you know David Gold um, used to play for West Ham we had trials at West Ham poor West Ham <laughs> and, it, and he's, he's the geezer who's selling off every single youth player at West Ham asset stripped in the club even though that's no first-team players. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, we, we could be playing well on the pitch, but they're all doing the best to fuck us up. <laughs> it's mad that you, you know, support West Ham the way you talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's mad because at the end of the day, it's like, we're used to it. You know, like, whereas Chelsea were the same. Used to be the same. You know what I mean? Where before Abramovich, you know, you, nowadays you could have been the same West Ham, as West Ham. But... It, we do this every single fucking year, man. Like, every single year, there's a whole thing about, well, we've got this money, we're not going to spend any money because the owners don't want to. They're going to blame everyone else for all these things that are happening and fucking up in the club. We start playing bad on the pitch and it's all of a sudden they're either the manager's fault or the manager previous, you know? And the only one thing consistent with this whole sort of thing is Golden Sullivan. Over 10 years, all the problems that have happened, the one consistency in every single one of them is them. <laughs> so, 
You know, you don't have to fucking, like, Sherlock here to realise that they're the fucking issue at the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, there's so much anger. I would hate to be Golden Sullivan anywhere near you, mate. <laughs> no, I'm not even the worst. I'm actually quite decent on this whole thing. You see my Twitter feed where I'm slagging off fucking going mental, yeah? But I'm not actually that bad. Okay. You know, I'm... God, you know, God what the rest like then? Yeah. Nothing. The thing about it, it's like, you know, going to Chelsea for like 40 years, isn't it? Or going to Arsenal for 40 years. You know, watching the same shit every single fucking week, man. With Just no change. Just you change, you change owners, you change managers, you change players, you change stadiums. But you still have no... <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, such a shame about West Ham. Um, I, 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 <laughs> think, <laughs> I think we'll... Um, I, I'll put my two pence in about who, who's been a flop. I don't know. I, I'm a bit debated. I'm still a bit debated with Diogo Jota. I don't know whether that's a good deal for Liverpool or whether that's a good deal for Wolves. No, it's not um, a good deal for Wolves, though, is it? Because Firmino replacement when Firmino, because I don't see him as a goal scorer, and I, I think Klopp, Klopp sees that now. So I think when things are going bad, sometimes when you can't take on uh, Salah or Mane, you can bring on Jota to replace Firmino. So he's better yeah. than Ari. Um, so so I, I think, get that. Yeah, that's what I think. I think thinking Wolves didn't really get. Good, the good end of the stick there. I think they've lost someone, like you said earlier, Alex. I think they've lost someone who creates the goals for him and didn't really replace him. So I'm, I'm going to put him in, in. And like I said earlier, and I think Willian, I don't think that was in terms of free purchase, I suppose, if that makes sense, a free transfer, sorry. But the wages he's on, really, I don't know. I think well, what you're going to get out of him in the next couple of years or so, I don't think you're going to get much. But I'm not going to put him in, reason being because he. He probably for this year will give you some depth uh, to Arsenal. Um, the other one I was thinking, even though I think he was only like eight million from Liverpool, uh, Lalana at Brighton. I just think he's going to be injured. He's already injured again, isn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they get a fee for him? I think it was eight. Was it eight million or something? I oh, know it was a free transfer. Sorry, it was a free, it was a free transfer. But I just think even having him. Probably on high wages as well. Yeah, I, but I think they was hoping he would come in and be the creative one. Um, but again, he's injured, and I think he's injured again. Because you think about it, like he's Southampton lad, isn't he? Southampton yeah, yeah. boy. He's going to Bournemouth. Uh, not Bournemouth. Sorry, he's going to uh, Brighton, another South Coast team. He thought, yeah, for not only the fact that he's injury prone, he's actually injured at the moment, but it's probably not a good move for him personally as well. Yeah, I just I. I I, I understood kind of where Brighton were coming from with it. I, I suppose they needed a little backup for some creative in the midfield. But in terms of the player himself, he's been injured for so long. I mean, last year he was injured for ages. Um, and then this year he's already injured. I just think it's just a waste of probably wages. And I don't know what else he can bring to the club. People will say that he won the Premier League last year, but he didn't. how much did he really contribute? I mean... Klopp, Klopp was considering playing on the last day just to make sure he gets that that medal. So I don't know. It's a, a maybe not good shouts compared to your shouts, but I did yeah, just two that stick out for me. Who it's a bit debatable whether anyone's really better, benefited much from it. Um, mm. But yeah, so 
I'm going to automatically take my two out anyway, because I don't think you would agree with that. The only other one I was thinking, and that's just because I don't know much about him, is Ruben Dias. I mean, that's Oh, the, God, I was, forgot about him. Yeah, no, that that's the worst one for me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking he's going to work. He's, he's going to work on the pet. But I don't know. I've just got this funny feeling. I, I cannot give you a, an actual... I've just got this feeling that he's going to do well. No, take take that back. I've had a mare. Um, I was <laughs> when you said Ruben Diaz, I was thinking of the Wolves bloke, Fabio Silva. <laughs> They're both Portuguese. No, I've, 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 I've forgot about Fabio Fabio Silva for forty million. I I think that's oh, the worst yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. I, I saw the whole thing about this um, Shake Man. So he was talking about buying the centre half on the pet and the conditions for Pep Guardiola to buy a centre half. Obviously, you can see over the last like year and a bit, it hasn't really worked. But what he sent half, what he demands in the centre half is kind of like Laporte, and uh, they've had all summer to buy a centre half. They've got Aki in, but he wasn't good enough. And I, I don't know they had Kudabali, they had a um, couple of other choices, but they went for the skeezer, and they wouldn't have gone for the skeezer unless they actually believed in him. So I don't know. I, don't... I think City just buy. They just buy it and see. It's if it a works. bit weird though. They've spent nine. Yeah, they've spent ninety million on two centre backs. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> and they, they could have just, just got one. They, well, they, they, they've gone through so many. I mean, they could have got Varane for probably ninety million or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you think about this: Jimmy Jao Cancelo from <laughs> Juve. Yeah, he was I mean, fifty they, million. Uh, yeah, that guy's at bloody City. Like he, he was. Mendy as well. Mendy was like fifty million as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't think they. Uh, they may say it in, in the public. They've got some strategy to their buyer that I just don't think they do. I just think anyone who's a top performer at their club, in terms of name, don't really look. They don't really look how they fit into their club. They're just buying the name. I can't see yeah. this Dyers. I don't know. I may be wrong. I don't know much about him, but maybe I, I can't see how he's worth that amount, especially in COVID, right. COVID times. Okay. But, but Jack, going back to your shout there, the Wolves one, I, I completely agree with you. That was a ridiculous. I know you said uh, earlier that he. He's got that Joe Felix kind of profile, but uh, to be honest, I never heard of him before Wolves bought him. No, I, I think that's what they're trying to compare him to. But no, I've, I've I'd not heard of him as well. Forty million for someone like, and you've lost Jota for the same price. But didn't he come uh, on last season for League against an English club? I think I think he did. And he, he actually played quite decently in the time he was on. So I think that might have been the thing that made Bulls think, okay, yeah, let's buy him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to put him on. I don't know, you agreement with that? I, 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 I'm agreement with Jack with that one. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, especially for, for an 18, 19-year-old who's never played Premier League football, yeah. Um, I've got like Haller, Joel Linton, <laughs> Murata all over, isn't it? Yeah, it could come by us back in the bum, but we'll put him on there, locked in. Right, we're now... And this is the bit I'm very, very um, nervous for. What do we see from our own clubs? What was the transfer market like for our own clubs? Alex, you've definitely gone in about this. Um, so you can go last. <laughs> Jack, how did, you, how did you view the um, transfer market for Arsenal? So, I mean, as I said on the Arsenal uh, episode, I didn't really want Gabriel. But to be fair... He does look the part. He, he he's uh, he's got he's got the strength. Looks fast enough. Um, good in the air. Yeah, he had a 
bit of a lapse of concentration, but I, I'm quite happy with that signing, actually. And I, why I was concerned about that signing was I didn't want Saliba and Gabriel playing together um, straight away in the new league, but that's not going to happen. I don't think Saliba's going to play much, and unfortunately he's had some uh, personal issues as well. So, yeah, but yeah, Gabriel, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, party... I, again, I preferred our, but that's because I thought we needed some creativity. I, f- I think Party's a, a good signing. Um, I guess Sabios. I guess we can't play Sabios anymore now, because there's no point trying to develop someone else's player because he's only on loan. But uh, yeah, as, as I sort of touched on earlier, I'm I'm fairly happy with our bias. Um, it's the sales that I think we've really messed up on. Mm. I mean, yeah, like Guendouzi. Get, we were got a couple of million for him on loan. Just, just sell him. You know, his his value is mm. only going to go down. It's, what's he going to do at Hertha Berlin? <laughs> to, of us, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. What was that? And then uh, Guendouzi's got coronavirus. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, and all the <laughs> yeah. Um, I was it. Uh... <laughs> It's really funny, actually. But don't you don't know how much money he's on? <laughs> oh, with to to Brighton, yeah, yeah. That's all the comments, actually. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, and also, um, who else went on? Yeah, Torreira as well. Again, that's another one. His value is only going to go down. Like, I don't think we've got much of a loan fee for him either. And like, Atleti has has pissed us off about party not not negotiating with us, so we had to pay the full buyout clause. And now we've we've given him a player for next to nothing for a season. It, it's just I don't understand what we're what we're doing with player sales. And Martinez, we basically sold him because we felt we owed him. Kind of, yeah. we did it as a favour because we, we could have got more than what we got for him, I think. But you know, he he just wanted to play first team football. Um, to be fair, he, he has only had what a good. Four See, months or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he might he might not be the real deal, but when when you have a good run like that, you're on a high. That's when you're at your peak transfer. And you know, I think we we could have got more for him again. Um, and then there's just a load of players we didn't sell. Callum Chambers never going to play for us. Teams like Fulham always want him. Um, I I don't know why we didn't sell him. There's a I know there's a few guys like Mustafi. Uh, Socrates are hard to sell because of their wages, but just get a deal done. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're never going to play for us. Mm. So yeah. I just I mean, think we didn't we didn't shift players that we needed to. I think there's that added thing as well with Arsenal. All the the controversy around all the the 55 uh, redundant staff or whatever was it 55 or something like that. Gary Gunnarsaurus as well. Um, big yeah, news. I mean, there's there's all that around your club, um, so that may have imp- I don't know. It may have impacted whether you could could buy those players. I don't know. You you never really know with 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 what's going on really behind the scenes, um, especially at Arsenal because it seems like a, historically the Cronkies, whatever their name is, it Cronkies. I'm pretty sure it yeah. is those guys. Um, they don't seem to put their hands in their pockets. Most your if you're going to buy someone, it's going to come from player sales, isn't it? Normally, so like you, when you did get the likes of, I don't know, Pepe. I'm, I don't know. I'm, tell, tell me if I'm wrong here, but that probably came off the back of selling Alexis Sanchez a couple of years back or whatnot. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know on that. I, I think we it was yeah a little bit of fan pressure. Yeah. Way. So I mean, yeah, it's it's an odd one. Like I said, I personally think you saved yourself on the last minute. Um, this this transfer market. Um, but yeah, my my club Chelsea because obviously I'm going next because I, I I will try and wrap it up quick. Alex is going on a fifty minutes rant. Um, for me. I cannot fault Marina, Czech, Abramovich, Lampard, what they've done this summer. And I think that's obviously stemmed from last summer and the January transfer window where they couldn't dip into the market. I think there's a lot of resentment built up and they just thought, fuck it, we're just going to go in. Um, Pulled us some great deals, I think. In terms of you know, what these players would have been valued at maybe six months ago, um, or six months prior to them when, when we bought them, I think fantastic. I mean, look, if you told me Thiago Silva on a free from PSG, the guy who played in the Champions League final, yes, I understand his age, but he's he's a bit of leadership that I've been and Chelsea have been crying out for for a while. The problem is he doesn't speak English, but he's a type of player that leads by example. Um, that's that was ideal on a free. Um, ben Chilwell. Like I said earlier on, I think that fifty million is going to look a lot nicer in years to come. I think we've de- we've got a a left back that actually knows the role and is suitable for that role. Was an England international as well. Perfect, perfect for the Chelsea system. Works on the front Lampard, you know, knows most of the lads in in the, in the team. Um, I, I can't see that that signing going wrong to be honest. And it's not fifty million. I think it's something like forty million, and then. 10 million add-ons. That works. I think that, that's fantastic for, for Chelsea. And my signing of that whole window was Ziyech. I think 38 million euros. His record was ridiculous. Like, the goals and assists, I'm, I can't quote him right now, but Jack, I, you may have seen it, or at least you may have seen it. The, the stats that this guy pulls off, and I'm not one for the stats, but goals and assists, I mean, you can't really, you can't really argue with it. Um, he produces in games and he's been at Champions League level. He's got to Champions League semi-finals, etc. And he's been pivotal to that team in Ajax. Destroyed Chelsea um, a few times and obviously scored against us. And what I like about him, he's a different type of player, a different profile. He's a, he cuts in from the right-hand side being a left-footer, which is great. Um, I can't not mention Havertz. I personally don't know much about him, I'm going to be honest. Alex is a big fan. Um, I think he's from what I've seen of him so far he, like, like I was reading he seems like the Ozil type where he's very slow he looks slow but he's not it, it, the game kind of stops when he's got the ball and he's very creative which is good something that we need in the team um, just go quickly Timo Werner top by I think he he was like 50 million or something um, again one of the best strikers in the Bundesliga last year. If he can re- redo that form this year for Chelsea, then we're laughing. Um, the main thing with our transfer window was the keeper situation. And I remember at the beginning of the transfer window, there was talks of Rob Black for like 100 million. Uh, I don't know how serious we, we, we was involved in that, and that would have been the dream. Um, but this Mendy guy for I think it was 20 million or around that 22 million um, never heard of him before 
can't lie, never read him before. Watch YouTube combination. He, he seems he seemed like the a great keeper. But Alex, if I throw if I throw uh, a ball at you in the park and Jack videos it, we can make you look like a world class keeper. Um, so so it's yet to be seen. He could he could be a bargain. It could be another flop. But that was the biggest thing. Whether we could have got rid of Kepa this summer, and we didn't. Um, and it was going to be an impossible task to do. There was a lot of Roma, I think, interested in him. And uh, maybe Valencia or, or one of those teams out there. Maybe not Valencia. I think they're the ones that are going through the, the financial struggle, isn't it? So it was another Spanish team. So, you know, we, we've kept hold of him, which I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Someone with his kind of attitude and... Will he stir it up in, in the dressing room? I don't know. It's it's yet to be seen. Um, and obviously, like I said earlier, I'm not getting rid of Alonso and Emerson when apparently Lampard had a massive go at Alonso in the West Brom game and fallen out of him. And it was looking like he was going to pack his bags because all of a sudden we were thinking Emerson's going to go. Alonso offers something different. You know, if we wanted to go to a back five, it would be that, that guy. But no, it looks like Alonso is the one that's going to feel the full brunt of Mr. Frank Lampard. So we'll see what happens there. I can't really, I can't really say what's going to happen. I think he'll probably end up in someone like Inter Milan in January. Um, the biggest, and I, I spoke about it loads, and Alex knows about this. I really wanted Declan Rice. Um, <laughs> I think what what I do predict though, I generally think we're going to get him in January or or next summer because West Ham spending thirty million, from what it seems, is, is a rare thing, um, and or 25 million plus 5 million add-ons, as Alex would say. Um, and I think they can only come from one place, and that's Chelsea's bank. So I think we may have already agreed a deal with Declan Rice, and he's he's on his way. There was talk of us getting Partey the last minute, and obviously Jorginho going to Arsenal, weren't there, Jake? Yeah. It, was all, it was all crazy. The last last few days, it was all crazy. I'm glad we kept to add of Jorginho. I think he offers something different. But yeah, Declan Rice is the one I want. And I think that team is near enough complete. I don't, I can't see us making any like major transfers in the next couple of years or a couple of windows. Sorry, um, unless someone big leaves or unless you know something drastically goes wrong with these players. Because on paper, these this should get you something. Uh, so overall, I'd give it a. Nine out of ten for Chelsea this summer. Right, a bit of my regret in that, Jack. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on then, mate. Your turn. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, basically, we stayed up very, like, well, through luck, really. I mean, if we weren't for coronavirus, um, the form we were in beforehand, we probably were going to get relegated. Um, so, we obviously knew we needed something over the summer. So, we spent the whole uh, of the summer linked with so many centre-halves. Um among uh, Ayer from Celtic, Tar from Leverkusen, Rigani from Juventus, Chambers and Holden from Arsenal, Tarkovsky from Burnley, Vestergaard from Southampton, Maximovic from uh, Napoli, Roden from Swansea, Fafana from St. Etienne, John Stones from Man City, Matt Bianco from Shakhtar Donetsk, Rudiger from <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> right. Duffy from um, Brighton, Hinteriga from Frankfurt, and Milinkovic from Florentina. And in the end, basically, what happened is we got Craig Dawson, um, who's now our full choice centre-half on loan from Watford from the Championship. Um, 
reason being we weren't able to buy a centre half, um, which is what David Moyes wanted, was uh, we got rid of um, Grady Dingana, uh, Jeremy Ngakia, and um, who was the other one? Yeah, Josh Cullen. Three academy players which had potential to play in the first team. Um, yeah, but we got rid of Dean Garner purely simply because we had, according to David Sullen, we had seven wingers at the club. But since then, we also got rid of uh, Anderson as well, uh, among others, apart from Albion and Jetty, <laughs> uh, Jack Wilshere, John Hugill, Roberto, which is not a bad thing really at the end of the day, Zabaleta, because he was too old, Sanchez as well, too old. Uh, we had Zande Silva as well, a young Portuguese geezer. We let him out on loan. Um, just, you know. Well, I guess they thought, why not? Um, so, in, yeah. Um, yeah, so we basically got rid of all of our left-wingers, um, which is justifiable to send Diagana in the first place. And we've now had to go and maybe buy Ben Rama from Brentford. Um, the medical is probably one of the longest medicals I've ever known in history. Uh, it started this morning, and apparently part two of it is tomorrow. I mean, it's typical West Ham. We're, we're making it into a drama. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's not even a one-off medical. It's they're, they're trying to make it into EastEnders. But it's a um, Netflix series. Yeah, medical. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Imagine that. Actually, imagine that. <laughs> An all or nothing at West Ham. <laughs> oh God! I see why that 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 would win Oscars. Um, right. Yeah. So it, it, this podcast is going to have a knocker. <laughs> so basically, um, yeah. All we really got is um, Suchek, really. Um, so we made his loan deal permanent. And so we basically paid half the transfer fee and loan fees last year. Um, and then we got in his mate as well, who came with his suitcase. His name's um, Kufal, or Sufal, depends how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, he had a good debut, but again, 5 million transfer fee spread across three years. 1.5 million, it's absolutely nothing really. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why I would generally say West Ham's probably had one of the worst transfer windows. Um, but yeah, it's nothing really normal. <laughs> You know, so, uh, yeah. Radio, you lost for words for once. <laughs> I think you've you've run out of things to say. I think you've yeah you've, you've done it. Well, all, I, I think that's only the tip of the iceberg, really. Do you know what I mean? It, there is so much more stuff that's happened over the course of ten years that you, like, there's a Palace fan who's just saying, yeah, but what's really wrong with the club? I couldn't actually answer him. I generally couldn't. If you look on my like thing, I just because it's there's there's so much fucking stuff that's happened. A tweet is not long enough. You just got to, you know, for any fan, just type in West Ham and then like type in like fucking Golden Sullivan. It, it's all there. Just read it. But you'll be there for weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You could make a whole series, not just an episode on this. <laughs> Every day is a new thing. <laughs> like it's, it's mad. It generally is. Yeah. I mean, like, like we said, we, we've, we've, put you as the biggest losers I think alongside Man United uh, for me anyway but I mean there is something really weird with West Ham in terms of the way it's run um, and you can see from this episode it's all agents isn't it so you know all those centre halves I said not one of them is represented by Will Fullhouse who's um, David Gold, uh, Sullivan's like best mate <clears throat> like literally he goes on like holidays with um, Sullivan's like sons so like IB for and all that lot is it? He's, a, he's an actually he's a national football agent. Like, we only ever buy from him. So I watched this. Like, did you ever watch this documentary on? I think it was Channel One. It used to be on after match of the day, and it was like the West Ham Women's Academy. And I'm pretty sure I never watched it. But yeah, David Sullivan's son, or something <laughs> like that, or one of your owner's sons. 
was running the West Ham Academy. Oh, was yeah, he no, Jack he does. Sullivan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he runs the women's team, isn't it? And he was like twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, oh, well, we lost. We lost like nine one the other day. <laughs> it just goes to show, doesn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? You're not made yeah. to run a football club. Well, Sullivan's not made to run football. <laughs> well, to be honest, mate, I think it looks like his son's going to take over when he pops his clogs. I think that's it. You're, you're an ongoing no. cycle unless something. Yeah, this is the thing. This is why we got to act now because you know it, it just can't happen because yeah. this is a problem with West Ham. You know what I mean? It's like, like how can like, especially when I have kids, like how can I expect them to be a West Ham fan? <laughs> Shit like this. Do you know what I mean? It's just not, you, know, you know what I mean? I don't know so, how you became West Ham. I think you need to be a Chelsea fan, but I'll keep saying this. Um, um, yeah, but look, I think overall, generally, not just West Ham, I think it's been an exciting transfer market. Like, you can't deny that. I mean, you know, Chelsea blowing everyone out the water in terms of the amount of transfer they've done. Um, with Arsenal, late drama, late deadline signing of Partey. Someone they really wanted, and Awa, is that you say his name? Awa? Um, you know, potentially going there and they're not. Um, West Ham signed, uh, getting rid of someone who had good potential um, in, uh, is it Grady? How do you say his name? D? D- D- yeah, that guy. Um, so, um, you know, between the three clubs, it's, it's, it's been a bit, there's been drama all around it, and obviously, with Chelsea and West Ham League with Declan Rice as, as well. I think this will continue into January as well. And you think about it, January is really not too far away, is it? Two, two or three months. It's, it's, it's not too far. I mean, so much can change in that course of time. I mean, West Ham are in a decent run. You're not too bad at the moment. And if you pick up some more points, you know, that could sway Rice's head. And if Ben Rama all of a sudden comes and he's like a revelation... And the way well, it's, like, it's like Hazard, there's not like. Well, he plays but the thing is, like, if Rice is captain of West Ham, there's no need to go to Chelsea. That's just, that's what I see it anyway. I, don't... I mean, yeah, I mean, from West Ham's <clears> point of view, that's that's true, that's right. But I mean, if you're oh, from Chelsea... the point of view as well, he's playing for England, so, you know, doesn't need to go back to the club that got rid of him. But look at it, <laughs> look at it, look. I mean, if you support Chelsea, you've been there your whole time. Your mates are basically playing there, like Reece James Mount and all that stuff. You've got Lampard as manager. I mean, yeah, what happens when Lampard leaves, isn't it? And you get like a foreign manager and all of a sudden makes him out has gone to like Nottingham Forest. On the Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll probably, probably bring Gareth Southgate in to replace Lampard. But um, yeah, generally, I think uh, an exciting transfer market where, I don't know, I wasn't expecting anything considering COVID hit. And I was expecting a lot of clubs just to be Quiet. I was expecting something from Chelsea. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and yeah, generally, I thought it was quite an exciting transfer market. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the Premier League, it, it was like they didn't have any restrictions at all. Like mo- most teams spent a fair bit of money, or, or uh, maybe West Ham didn't try, but United obviously tried, didn't they? With, Oh, no, we, we just tried. That's that's the official excuse, isn't it? Yeah, the official party line. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think other other teams like other countries. I think Valencia have had a particularly bad time of it. Like, but the Premier League, it it just seems um, normal, almost. Yeah, I'll tell you what. He's probably actually had a really good transfer window. Actually, and I was really spoken about. It's probably Brentford. I mean, they moved into a new stadium this year, but they've basically paid off the stadium already. 
Yeah, their last few years have been good, haven't they? Maybe Benrahma. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Beforehand as well. So they basically paid off their whole stadium in like a transfer window for Mm. for like a championship. That's quite impressive. Yeah. We would have talked about them if they beat Fulham. Uh, (laughs) I didn't. Um, So... Listen, I think, yeah, it was, it was an exciting transfer window and I think, January, I generally think, unless something bad hits the world again um, and, you know, confidence is really very low in terms of finance, I think January's going to be pretty similar. I think Man United may, may well go in for the Sancho again because eggs on their face, especially with the way they're performing at the moment and apparently Bruno Fernandes is not happy and Pogba talking openly about wanting to go to Real Madrid. Um you know, well, Sancho wants to go to the Man United. Do you know what I mean? This is the thing, but they if, if they put the money there, money talks, and you know, it, it can be a game changer. Same with Bruno Fernandes. I mean, listen, at the time, Bruno Fernandes probably was a hot, properly hot pig. I mean, probably the likes of City probably wanted him, you know, but he went to Man United probably because of the money. But there's no other reason why. I don't know what incentive you could give. I mean, yes, it's Man United, but. I think that's slowly dying now. I think mm. that no one's really taking it seriously. And I think Man United in January, if they want to seriously compete and they really want, you know, Sancho, then they have to put the money money down. Um, otherwise, the likes of Chelsea, City, even Arsenal now, if, if they're really serious, they, they, they can easily put a bid in for Sancho and take him off their hands and that's it. I think you, you've got your top four there already. Even, dare I say it, Tottenham. I think Tottenham could put a bid in for Sancho, depending on how they perform this year, um, or you know, carry on performing. Don't sleep on it. I don't think you know the lure of Jose Mourinho, a brand new stadium. If Tottenham are performing quite high, I hate to say it, but they, you know, they could be attracting the name such as Sancho. Bale's there, um, Regulion's there, Kane. They've got some world-class players, man. It's ridiculous, but um, yeah, exciting times. So, Jack, what are we doing next week? So, next week, it's going to build up to Halloween, and we're going to be doing our Halloween specials, so uh, I'll keep it mysterious at that. Tune in. Spooky times. Spookiest. Boys, thank you again. Another great episode. Another insightful one as well. Alex... I promise you, mate, we will get you a Golden Sullivan segment. Right? <laughs> we will do it for you. I don't, right? I don't feel your podcast is long enough. No, but what we're doing, we're doing weekly one. Even one 10-minute rant, I'm more than happy to sit there and listen for 10 minutes each week. But check out the social media, AFT Log Podcast. Remember to give us a five-star rating, Apple Podcast as well. And, yeah, have a good one. Goodbye. See you next week for another For the Love of List segment. Remember to follow our Twitter at FTLOL Podcast and to like, comment and subscribe.